When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and tonight we're going to talk about WWE Fastlane, March 5th, 2017. Tonight we got Wrestling Inc.'s own Raj Geary here, and Mr. Matt Morgan is not here tonight, which Raj will explain in a second. But we've got, returning to the show, Dennis Farrell. Uh, Great to see you guys. A lot to talk about with Fastlane. But Raj, before we dive into that, why don't you give everyone an update on what's going on with Mr. Matt Morgan, the story that Wrestling Inc. had the exclusive on. Right. Well, as you guys heard, uh, you know, uh, Matt talk about last week, he was uh, returning to the ring very soon. And it's for Impact Wrestling. So he is at the tapings this weekend. Uh, He's there tonight. um, And he he, he worked a match. Sorry, one second. And uh, yeah, he, he worked a match tonight. The impact spoilers are up on, on the site, so you can check them out. But he should be joining us tomorrow. Awesome. I have all sorts of questions for him then. Uh, that being said, the pay-per-view was called Fastlane. Ironically, it moved at a very slow pace, uh, somewhat uh, difficult to watch at parts, with an ending there that I think has frustrated the vast majority of the WWE universe. Raj, should we even go with high-level thoughts, or should we just jump into the show? Um, yeah, let's just jump into it. I, I didn't hate it as much as people online did. I just thought it was just there, but uh, we'll get into it. So let's start with the bright spot on the pre-show. The pre-show, which was an hour long and featured one wrestling match. That match was Rich Swan and Akira Tozawa versus Brian Kendrick and Noam Dar. I thought this was a great showcase of the cruiserweights. Showed that, hey, when we start with the ropes purple, the audience is ready to be entertained. Let these guys go out there and put on a show. It had a nice energy, and I thought it was a great kickoff to a show that was unnecessarily long. Dennis, your thoughts? I came in at the Rich Swan match, and the one thing that, that took it all away from me is Rich Swan reminds me of some sort of stalker. The way, the look at the end that he gave where he's like kind of has his tongue out and he's swaying back and forth, I thought, man, if this guy ever turned heel, he'd be an amazing heel. He just had this weird creepy like hey i know you broke up with me last week but i'm outside your window right now look i think he'd be a great heel i agree that that actually uh i i noticed that too like at the end <laughs> when he was celebrating and and uh tozawa was kind of like kind of hugging him and stuff yeah. and he was just giving this really creepy look to the cameras <laughs> i noticed that as well but i thought the match was good um you know for a pre-show match uh i thought it was really good Thought I had a great energy. In fact, I would say that uh, from that match up through uh, Nia versus Sasha, I thought, you know, so that and then the first three on the main Fastlane pay-per-view itself, there, there was a great momentum. Thought things moved along at a very nice pace. Starting with the official first match of the show, uh, show Samoa's a, <laughs> messing this up here. Samoa Joe versus Sami Zayn. Uh, so, Raj, what did you think of this? We predicted this was going to be the outcome with Samoa Joe destroying Sami Zayn, but what did you think of the match they put on? I thought it was good. Uh, I, you know, I didn't think it was the 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 squash that you know I, I probably would have booked it as. Um, you know, I feel like you really need Joe to to look really strong early on. But it was a good match, and uh, and yeah, Joe got the win clean. Uh, it makes sense. Uh, earlier on on the pre-show, he said uh, his his plans for WrestleMania will be revealed really soon. Oh. Interesting. You know, I seeing this tonight, I, I would really like to watch these guys work a longer storyline, but I think they might be have bigger plans in mind for Joe at WrestleMania. Look, oh, sorry to jump in. The okay. card, this match for card placement was amazing. You hit, they hit a home run coming right out of the gate with this match. I'm sorry, Roger, I didn't mean to cut you off there, no, but go ahead. The, yeah. this was an amazing opening match. And to me, it had the spot of the night with the small package where, uh, it, you know, Zane looked out of it, fell over. You had Samoa Joe have this disgust look like, really? You fell over? I couldn't do my move. He came over to get him, and boom, Zane put him in a small package. I thought that was phenomenal. At the end, I, I think both guys came out looking strong in this match. It, this was one of those matches where Sami Zayn lost and still looked good in. 
Yeah, I thought so too. I thought he he didn't uh, it didn't hurt uh, Sammy losing here. Oh, not at all. And then it was a good match. So uh, Joe looked good. It's the beauty of Sammy being such an underdog is that I don't think losing ever really hurts him. You know, as long as he comes back and re- retains that spirit. Want to remind everyone before we go further, we'll talk about it more later in the episode. But this episode, this fast lane recap ap- ah, episode of Wrestling Inc. is brought to you by WWE Slam Crate, powered by Loot Crate. Tag into a bi-monthly box for the WWE Universe, loaded with exclusive and authentic collectibles, plus apparel you can't get anywhere else. Save $3 off your first box at LootCrate.com slash Wrestling Inc. when you sign up and use the coupon code Wrestling Inc. That's LootCrate.com slash Wrestling Inc. Um, yeah, man, I would love to see, uh, Joe and Sammy continue this storyline. I'm sure for Joe, they'll have something great. I hope for Sammy, there's something equally good, but I thought this was a a really strong match to start off on and, uh, liked the angle with it in, in, you know, keeping, um, keeping it open where I think they can always pair them back up in a storyline at any point. If it doesn't continue, let's talk about the raw tag team title match. Enzo and big cast versus Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Um, now, Dennis, what, what did you think of this? I mean, uh, Gallows and Anderson retained. Uh, what did you think of the match itself and specifically that ending the way they did it? I, I was I was happy with it. Uh, I was very shocked at how crazy it was that the Milwaukee crowd was rooted back in with Enzo and Katz after, what, last week where people were thanking. Uh, I forgot who super kicked him in the face. I think it was oh, Bruce Everson. No, it was Sheamus. Two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it seems like Milwaukee, if they can come out to Milwaukee every time, they're going to stay together forever, but uh, it was great. Uh, listen, uh, cast does not look good bouncing around, trying to wait for that tag. I don't, I don't know, Raj, if you saw what I saw, but you know, it, it was the quintessential Enzo and catch Matt cash match where, you know, Enzo gets slapped around for half an hour, then the hot tag. And then, you know, Cass comes in and, and cleans house. But when Cass was trying to get that hot tag and he's just bouncing around side to side, it just didn't feel right to me. Did, did you guys notice that too? And I like I was selling it with the little uh, spirit fingers there. You were yes. doing that Jazz hands. In the corner. Yeah. No, that was great. Yeah. Um, I think this is this looks like it, it's leading to a split. And I so. uh, yeah, I don't know if that does either of them any favors. But you, you can see Cass was a little frustrated at the end of the match. Was kind of looking at Enzo like, you know, what, what are you doing? And uh and uh, they didn't pay it, you know, they didn't pay too much attention to it, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's where they're headed, but it, it doesn't, I just don't see it helping either of them out if they do do that. I was shocked with the finish with Enzo's leg on the rope, how quickly that was done. Normally when they do interference like that or want to have a finish that uh, is in question, they, they do it very theatrically, so you can clearly see. But I don't remember whether it was Gallers or Anderson that just, like, walking by, took his foot off the rope, set it down, just kept going, boom. It was like blinking, you missed it. Uh, it was genius. Yeah. I, I think that was a genius end to it where, you know, Gallows and Anderson kept the belts. for. But I just can't believe how WWE's booking these guys. I mean, they've been around the world, phenomenal tag team. They come to the E, and all of a sudden it's, they feel like they're somewhere muddy down, spinning their wheels. They're not as, I don't know, is it me or do they just lack that it factor in the WWE that they've had around the world? And I, I just, I'm scratching my head trying to figure out where is the fa- the the er thing for them. Yeah, I don't know what the word is, the pow factor, the it factor, but it just seems like they don't have it here right now. Well, I think part of that is just the environment. You can't be like this intense, you know, kind of raw, gritty team in this WWE environment, you know? Uh, the tag teams are just a sideshow. It's like all novelty acts, probably. Right, yeah. There's yeah. There's nothing uh, There's nothing gritty at all with the tag team division. So, yeah. It's like Metallica, it's, you know, touring with, like, Weird Al and, like, Colin <laughs> Storm and Jonathan Colton. It's like one of these things really doesn't fit, man, you know? Yeah. A few of those things didn't fit. <laughs> well, the other two tour, you know, uh, but I'm just saying that uh, that's I think that's the issue. And I kept thinking tonight because it's been, what, t- uh, 10 months now since they first debuted in the WWE. I mean, a year ago, we were hearing the rumblings that they were coming. And it's just amazing if you look at all the predictions for what the club coming to WWE were going to be and how it's played out. It's just really amazing. Yeah, well, I think uh, I think fans do that with anyone coming in WWE, right? Like yeah. whenever someone's going to come, they're like, "Oh, it's going to be the best thing ever." And and they, really, there's only a handful of people that actually 
kind of live up to that potential that fans kind of set up for him. I think AJ was one. He didn't start off. Oh, yeah. You know, he he's had great matches, but, you know, he lost his, you know, uh, his first WrestleMania match. And, you know, he was losing a lot there at the beginning before they put him in the world title picture. So uh, you see that a lot where people come in, uh, fans want to see him pushed, and, you know, the E doesn't do that. Yeah. So we went from that to Sasha versus Nia Jax. So, Raj, what did you think of this tonight and how they made Nia look even though Sasha won? I thought the end was good. Um, it was slow when Nia was on offense, which was most of the match. Uh, but, you know, they I thought they built to it well. Uh, you could tell the fans were – Nia's offense looked bad. You could tell the fans were kind of uh, getting impatient when Nia was, was on offense. But, um, but the finish was good, and it was, you know – I guess you could say it was kind of a surprise if you use the the math. Uh, I got the win on Raw last Monday, so uh, she was the one most likely to be losing tonight. But um, yeah, that uh, I thought it was all right. Dennis, I love the way they look. They made Nia look. She had the big girl movement, where not just not big girl as but like the big guy movement slow methodical she kind of stayed in the center of the ring they really protected her in this match and i felt like this was the best she's looked in months to me in all honesty uh, she was on offensive lot and, and they really made her go over strong i i'm okay with the quick roll of one on a big person when you want to whether it's a big guy or the big show I'm okay with the, the you know the small quick roll of package. It gives me the believability that you know they use their height, their strength against them, a quick in and out of the ring, and you still kind of protect them. But Naya, I was impressed. I loved that slow match. I really felt like it fit her, and they protected her because in the past she's trying to you know lumber around the ring and she just didn't look right. And tonight. It, it, it seemed like the moon's aligned for Nia Jax, and I really felt like this is the kind of Nia Jax matches I want to see in the future from her. I agree with that, except for her losing. I thought that it was important um, in the grand scheme of things, especially if we're going to have a four-way match at Mania, to have Nia win and just look as strong as possible in this. So I was, I was really surprised, um, especially in light of Bailey retaining later in the night. I thought that was spoiler alert. Yes, yes. Anyone that's listening to this, I'm hoping I'm hoping that you either said, you know what, I'm not watching this tonight. I heard it was terrible. I want to recap, or you just watched it and you came here. Whoa, why is everything going up? Sorry, pop up audio people. Um, so yeah, so I hope anyone watching this either wants, you know, a support system, a support group to come to, uh, or that uh they just want to skip this whole thing altogether. But yeah, I thought uh, Sasha winning was an interesting way to go. Not what I predicted was going to happen tonight, uh, similar to what Raj said. So if you're thinking, hey, this was the first hour of the pay-per-view. What a nice pace this had. It moved along quickly. It was called Fastlane. Then they said, let's pump the brakes a second and give you about an hour of stuff you don't really care about. Starting with Cesaro versus Jinder Mahal. Uh, Raj, the pre-show set this up, right? That was how they came about this, this idea to inject such a stoppage into the pay-per-view yeah gender um he is looking like freakishly vain wow yes. like uh i think he's more ripped than anyone on that roster now i mean is there anyone else you could think of that's uh anyway yeah. uh he's uh he's he's shredded to to uh, a degree that he's never been before but uh yeah so they set that up earlier um this had to have been the longest Jinder Mahal singles match in WWE ever. Um, I, I, unless, you know, there was something on Superstars. So, yeah, it was weird. I don't know if they decided to start pushing him a little, even though he lost, just maybe because of his physique. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you no. know, it was... Uh, and it was a fine match, too. It was just no build-up, no story. It was a fine match, but when you've been presenting him like a jobber for a, a decade, uh, you know, fans... Don't want to see a long match from someone like that. And, you know, granted, if you want to push him, that's fine. But work it up instead of just throwing yeah. in a, you know, a 12-minute match uh, out of nowhere. So, um, yeah, I, I thought the work in the match was fine. But the fans were bored and it really hurt. I mean, I felt like the the pacing of the show kind of went off the off the rails here. It became an episode of Raw at this point. Right. Yeah, Dennis. 
See, I'll be honest, I loved it. I cannot disagree with you guys more here. I, I hated the lead up. I even hated the fact that, you know, Mahal threw Rusev over the railing and took Rusev like 12 minutes to regain it. To me, I was a little lost on, you know, Rusev being out that long and all of a sudden he staggers to his feet. But you look at that match and it, it made Cesaro look strong. There were a couple spots where Cesaro, you know, what was it? Side, picked him up in the side suplex and, you know, Mahal planked on him. It, other than that, it was a fun match for me. I was all in it. And when the, and you kind of heard the, uh, the fans start, you know, chain the boring. And I was, I was like, are we watching the same two matches? Cause I, I, you look. Cause it's expectations. It's expectations. You came there to see a card that was determined ahead of time. And Hey, let's flash back to that pre-show. Remember that thing that was an hour that had <laughs> one match that occurred during it. Why I, couldn't this have been there? I, 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 I get it, man. The, that placement was a little off for me. Yeah. But if you were to just kind of take it out of context, and if I said, Glenn, watch this match, and I threw it up, you'd have went, wow, that's a great match. I, I still think that could have been a great match. I was having fun with it. I lost interest and felt the same way on that second end of this match. That's yeah, how Rusev I – from Big Show. Yeah, you know, I was – yeah, to, to go back to the music analogy, I went and saw Pearl Jam once and Neil Young came out and it turned into a Neil Young concert. That's not <laughs> what I bought my ticket for. That's why the audience responded the way they did. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's again, it's how you've been building this guy forever and then yeah. to make them sit for that long through through this match. I mean, I like I said, I agreed with you. I thought the work was, the work was fine and everything. I thought the match itself was fine. Um, and if it had a different audio track and like the fans were going crazy, it would have been a good match, but the fans just did not care. And that, that hurt it. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, let's talk about what followed it. Big show versus Rusev. So, uh, Dennis, this one, you did not like as much. I did not like it. You know, big show looks like a rip off of Mark Henry right now with those tights. <laughs> like there's some, he's getting shredded, but he has like, he looks like a board now. There's no, butt. there's no stomach. It's just straight up and down, and to me, the, he just doesn't look right in the ring right now, just aesthetically. I mean, he's moving around great. He's looking good. But, guys, when you see him in the side view, there's there's no curves there to the guy. Maybe I'm overthinking this, but when he came out, I, I you know what? Here's the thing. When Rusev, after Rusev threw Jinder out and beat him up, and then Big Show came out. I totally forgot there was a second match coming to this mm. at that point. I was like, "What's, what's Big Show doing there?" I was kind of confused. I don't know about you guys. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Len? Okay, so the idea that they announced because I feel weird talking about the Big Show's curves. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm hey, sorry about you know, that. I'm just saying, you know, if you're putting time in, in the gym, I'm just saying, round it's the complete package, B Big Show. It's not just about your vanity muscles. Remember, we yeah. have to see you from behind, even though you look at the mirror in the front. Do some squats. Simple math. Uh, no, look, I read about this, I believe, on the Res uh, Wrestling Inc. social media feed that uh, the Rusev and uh, Jinder were going to get singles matches. I assumed it would be against each other, right? That's what, what I thought, yeah. Better way to do this economy of storytelling, knock it out in one shot. And then when we saw Cesaro and Sheamus come out, I was like, oh, okay, Rusev will go up against Sheamus. It'll work. So for me, it was a surprise when Big Show showed up, and it was a pleasant one in that Big Show versus Rusev, sure, I think that could be an enjoyable match and entertaining, and it was okay. But is um, is Big Show versus Shaq still happening, even with all this? I mean, is this chatter just part of building the match? I don't think so. Yeah. No, it, yeah. it's looking like it's legitimately not happening. Um, Big Show versus Rusev could be okay. I could see them doing something with that. Now, do you remember, and that's the thing with this match, is all I could think about was just how far Rusev has fallen. Remember Big Show was uh, destroyed by Rusev when mm. Rusev was getting that big push, and and Big Show was one of his victims, and Rusev just, you know, destroyed the guy. And now he's, you know, kind of a comedy fodder to, uh, to getting beaten by Big Show. So uh, he's fallen a long way, and that's unfortunate because I think he's he's really good. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know what they do at WrestleMania. I mean, I, I, I almost figured, I feel like you could do something with Braun Strowman and make it a, you know, add a stipulation because that match did well on raw and it was well yeah. received. Um, but you know, like we mentioned before and same thing with Samoa Joe, they they don't have many spots open uh, for the WrestleMania card. They have like 10 or 11 matches already set 
And most WrestleManias have eight, nine, maybe 10. So they're already, you know, kind of maxed out. Yeah. Do you think they'll go interbrand on the IC title and maybe uh, add a stipulation, whoever wins is the brand it goes to? No, I don't think so. I, I would think they would just keep that separate and yeah, and because they're going to have a U.S. title match. So I, I, I wouldn't see why you'd put oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe, hmm. interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is a spot open with Shaq out. So, you know, I think, and Strowman doesn't have anything unless he just, you know, dominates the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Uh, so, so we'll see. Big Show versus all of the cruiserweights. <laughs> all of them. Be awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I thought the match was okay. I just the question the pacing of it. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I think pay per views aren't where you necessarily. I mean, you have you want to bring storylines to a peak or bring them to an end and their conclusion, and you can use those conclusions to launch new storylines. But to try and launch two completely new storylines in the middle of a pay per view with no build up to me seemed very strange for it to be guys of gender and elusive stature. I could understand if this was, a, you know, an A-list talent trying to launch something new, but it just seems strange to do this in the middle to me. Yeah, they, they do that sometimes with these single-branded yeah. pay-per-views since they don't have the, you know, if you didn't have those two matches and you took out the New Day segment, that's like 45 minutes right there. So the pay-per-views, you know, a little over two hours. This could have so. been a great two-hour pay-per-view. Hey, I, I wouldn't have mind, you know, I wouldn't have minded that. But their thinking is it's got to, you know, it's got to be around the, th- the three-hour mark beyond beyond the three hour mark and they made right. it right. for right. what oh good yeah. lord okay so the match that had the unfortunate position of following those two randomly added matches was neville versus jack gallagher um i know we sometimes talk about what's lacking in the cruiserweight department in terms of audience reaction and entertainment value but i really enjoyed this match and it was one of those where you know regardless of who i wanted to win I was fine with the outcome because I was thoroughly entertained by the match. Dennis, how about you? It was, this has to be the first cruiserweight match I was emotionally invested in. I cared about every time I've been on the wrestling podcast. I, I don't even want to talk about the, the segments on raw. This was great. And it, from, from the bell to bell, I was entertained. They had some amazing spots and I'm not a Jack fan at all. I, I, I don't like his look. I don't like, I, I just don't like him. Neville by far is the most talented cruiserweight they have, but I, they, they sold Jack. They sold Aaron. I was in on this match. They, I don't know if it was, like I said, you know, you just got done with like 22 minutes of boringness and boom, (laughs) this came in to save it. But whatever the mathematical equation that they figured out in this pay-per-view for the cruiserweights, do it again because you put on matches like this and maybe right after a boring match or on a pay-per-view that up until the Jinder Mahal stuff was a pretty good pay-per-view. Oh, yeah. This Cruiserweight fit in great, and I liked it a lot. Raj? I thought, yeah, I thought this match was great. I thought this was the best match on the show. Um, the headbutts. Jack yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Headbutt. Yeah, I mean, uh, I agree with you, um, Dennis, as, as far as – uh, Jack Gallagher, he he's a little over the top for me at times. Like I like I like the the gentleman British you know gimmick, but he he sometimes takes it too far to where it's hard to take him serious. But I thought uh, he he looked tough as nails in this in this match, and you're kind of almost root you know rooting for the guy by the end. So I, I thought this was really good. Neville looked great. Um, best best match on the show. If if he would just stop doing the corner handstand thing where he drops one leg down and everybody's confused, I, I think he would have something. But every time he does that, I go, really, guys, you can't really figure out which left leg, right leg is going to come down. Just slap the blank out of him and keep moving. And, and I want to back up a second to Raja's statement. Uh, best match of the pay-per-view, match of the night. You know, I'm, I'm trying to think now. Between a match that I didn't disagree, you know, I didn't uh, dispute the outcome of or have some sort of issue with. I thought, yeah, I thought this delivered and they built it up really, really well. Um, Want to pivot for a second and talk about the the postscript to this, which is Austin Aries with airing those promos uh, <laughs> once during the pre-show with this. So they're setting it up, I'm assuming, for Aries versus Neville for, for Mania, perhaps? Yeah, I mean, I thought they would have done something tonight, maybe maybe tomorrow on Raw, but th- yeah. that was at least something that had been talked about was Aries versus Neville. Um, Aries is great. I, I, it's it's the sad part about him, you know, returning to the ring is that he'll he won't be on commentary. Um, 
but you know, he was bragging about his package, which I yes. thought, which I thought was just that was special. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing the limits of what they can get away with. Um, Aries, he sneaks in those things that you you just got to pay attention. But he's a lot of fun to listen to. But uh, yeah, I, I think that's a that would be a fun match, Aries. Uh, yep. Aries versus Neville. So uh, one bit of misdirection tonight. Charlie Caruso backstage with Paul Heyman. Um, Dennis, did you think that that Lesnar interference was imminent in that main event tonight? No, I didn't. I wish I wish for anything but that match to happen. I prayed that there was a lightning bolt that went in and blew out the TV cameras. That there could have been <laughs> anything to stop what we saw happen. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't, and we were forced to sit through that. And you know, as you kept watching the time go down and down. Anyways, we'll talk about that later, but. I thought it was great that Heyman was there. Uh, I loved the way he sold. They didn't really care who wins because at the end of whoever wins this match, you know, they're going to be the winner. So I, I did like that little bit of a break. I'm, I love Paul Heyman on the mic anyways. Did you notice uh, Charlie uh, took over the social media lounge? I don't know if you guys caught that. on the, the pre-show from Tom Phillips. And uh, Booker T, you know, like stopped Charlie when she she was, you know, starting the the social media lounge. I was like, where is that dirty bird, Tom Phillips? <laughs> <laughs> and she said basically that he graciously handed over the segment to her. So I don't know if it's just that segment or uh, we'll have to see if he's on on SmackDown this week. Yeah. Well, he was on last week and that was after the story broke. So, I yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think they probably just thought it would be a distraction. Like, don't have people tweeting at Tom Phillips because they're going to have to filter through all of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought that was interesting tonight. Um, so after that, we had the segment with New Day. And that was the point where I was like, okay, this is just Sunday Night Raw at this point. I mean, it's got everything, right? Uh, I mean, this didn't advance anything except the idea that New Day ice cream bars are coming, right? Did I miss anything here? It was painful. Yeah, this, yeah, that was it. This might was have it? been the first New Day thing I couldn't care less about. It, old day, old yeah. day, Dennis. Old day was the right. New day that was the worst. That was old the bird in old day. Yeah, yeah. Um, it. Uh, I thought Biggie is was was pretty funny, but that was it. Yeah, I already forgot that the segment happened. Yeah, it was. Um, oh, it was something. So why why did they do all this? Why did they take up an hour? Man, had, had it just been, can you imagine how we've been watching those first three matches and it had gone right to Gallagher versus Neville and then right from that to Reigns versus Strowman. Oh, what a beautiful pay-per-view it would have been. So we're going to talk about the, I mean, there were really three main events tonight, in, in my opinion. I mean, these last three matches were the ones to tune in for. And we're going to talk about all of them in a moment. But first, I want to take a moment and give some love to one of the sponsors of this episode, Slam Crate, WWE Slam Crate, powered by Loot Crate. You've heard us talk about it before. Slam Crate is a bi-monthly box for the WWE universe, and it is loaded with exclusive and authentic collectibles, plus apparel you can't get anywhere else. We've shown you in the past there were limited edition AJ Styles shirts, limited edition Enzo and Cash shirts, limited edition Seth Rollins shirt in this most exclusive, uh, this most recent crate that came out. Each crate is handpicked and created by Loot Crate and contains over $60 in value. And we have got a deal for you. When you go to our link, lootcrate.com slash wrestling inc, you are going to save $3 off your first shipment. It's awesome. It comes every other month, uh, over $60 in value. The cost is under $30 per crate. And it is just a fantastic deal if you like WWE merchandise. We've shown it off before, some of the great stuff you can get in these. My favorite thing that came in the most recent one, and I love this because I've been looking for something like this. It's a replica WWE championship belt, but it's a fanny pack. And it's, it's like a slim fanny pack. I was actually looking for a fanny pack that did not look like a fanny pack. And I absolutely, like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll be honest, I'm going to wear this inside out when i go you know like backwards front when i go to the gym and whatnot i won't wear the belt part but i love that it's the belt so at least in you know the safe uh the privacy of my office i can hold it up like i'm the champion i can sling it over my shoulder and you know carry like luna bars or cliff bars in it or something like that uh, of course other stuff that's coming there we've had like bailey bears uh mitch the plant sasha Banks sunglasses limited edition wwe trading cards posters there's a poster of the undertaker in the most recent one you get a bunch of stuff it's not just one item you get a crazy amount of merch in every shipment and it's like a present for yourself if you're a wrestling fan or if you want to give it as a gift to the wrestling fans in your life go to lootcratecom wrestling inc sign up and use our code wrestling inc to take advantage of this 
and we thank them for sponsoring the show. Also want to thank the other sponsor of this episode, which is DDPY, DDP Yoga. They've changed countless lives. Many of the past and current roster, guys like Jake Roberts, Scott Hall, Chris Jericho, Mick Foley, Goldust, they've benefited crazy from DDP Yoga. And if you've been thinking about taking control of your health and fitness now that we're in March, people, March 2017, we've got a deal for you. You can get three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app for 25% off, or you could buy any of the DVDs and get a bonus with that of three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app for 25% off. Also got a deal where you can buy a max or combo pack at 25% off, get 50% off the second one. If you've been on the fence about starting it, get started, order these DVDs, order your access to the app, get started today because now is the best time to get on board. Head on over to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. Stop procrastinating, get started now with DDP Yoga. We thank them for sponsoring the show and congratulate Diamond Dallas Page on his induction to the WWE Hall of Fame coming up in just one month at WrestleMania. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. DDP Yoga, DDPY, and we thank them for sponsoring the show. Glenn, can I ask you a question? Yeah, go for it. You were talking about you were looking for a fanny pack. Why? Yes. I feel like the wrestling universe would be mad at me if I didn't <laughs> ask you what circumstances in your life do you need a fanny pack for? Because I travel, I go to a lot of outdoor concerts and festivals, and you don't want to carry a backpack. And I've got clothing uh, made by a company called Scotty Vest, and it's got like all these hidden pockets, and it's crazy. You can fit like an iPad, a bottle of water, all this stuff in there, but it weighs you down a lot. So I've been thinking about, look, I just need something I can hold my phone, my keys, my wallet, a couple basic things. And this way travel on about, but I want something slim profile. And that's what I couldn't find. Everything looked like an old school fanny pack from the, you know, the early nineties, but I love that they sent the slim line one. And the fact it's a WWE belt is all the better. Now you had to have been a subscriber to get that in slam crate, but they just have cool surprises every month. So if you've been on the fence about signing up, I highly recommend it. There was, well, that, interview, there was that interview with Charlotte in there too. Uh, and you mentioned the tops trading cards, right? Yeah. Some limited yeah. edition tops cards. Yeah. So yeah, it was, it was a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, the fanny pack, man, I wish like, like you, you remember in Seinfeld, the Merce or whatever, yeah. the, the man purse. I wish you could have something like that. Cause I hate in the summer when I'm wearing my shorts and I got my wallet, my keys and my phone, all in my pockets and they get all, you know, bulky. So it'd be cool if, you know, the fanny back could get back in style. Well, and that's what I like about it. You know, it's like some, it's a comfortable in between, between a money belt, which just holds money and a fanny pack, which looks ridiculous. This right. is the perfect medium between the two. I can't wear something Scott Steiner still wears. <laughs> yeah, that was a favorite with wrestlers. Yeah. A lot of wrestlers. Yeah. A ton of them would wear them. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I was stoked for that to have shown up. Uh, so let's talk about these main events while uh, the chat here just keeps going on and on about, you know, the uncoolness of fanny packs. But hey, you know, Mick Foley and wrestlers, all of them can't be wrong. <laughs> uh, well, Mick so, Foley, you saw his shirt, right? Uh, which one? <laughs> the one he was wearing tonight. Oh, yeah. That looked like uh, something came out of Enzo's wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that segment briefly. I was expecting more shenanigans without Stephanie McMahon there, but I have a theory about how that's going to play out for tomorrow night in regards to the Bailey match that we could talk about. Because I thought it was interesting when they do this. Stephanie's not there. Right. I'm sure she's not going to be happy that Sasha interfered and will get on Foley's case about it. Yeah. Well, we're going to have a new GM before WrestleMania at this at this uh, pace. Um, so Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. This is the match it's been building to all this time. Uh, you know, I've, I've used this to describe one of the matches that Reigns has been in against guys like Ambrose and Rollins, I mean, even Finn Balor, where there are these knockdown drag out Batman versus Superman style matches. And tonight, I mean, it was like Superman versus King Kong. I thought it was just a fantastic match. You know, my issue with it is, is the ending. Because we've talked about so much. I mean, for the last eight months, Mr. Matt Morgan's been talking about it. Raj, you've been talking about it. With Braun Strowman, eight months of building this guy up to be an unstoppable monster. And that ended tonight at the hands of one Mr. Roman Reigns. Um, so, Raj, I'll go to you first. What did you think of the match? And what did you think of that decision to end it that way without anything shady or dusty or any interference? Um, I thought the match was really good. You know, uh, again, Roman, his 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 in-ring work is always underrated because uh, like in the wrestling observer voting, he got most overrated, which yes, he is the most pushed, uh, you know, push beyond, you know, how, how fancy him and the response he gets, but in the ring, he's solid and he, his matches are always good. And he, he pulled this off. I thought it was a really good match. Um, I, I just don't think he should have beat Braun already. It's not like, 
it necessarily is going to hurt him too much. Um, I just think that first his first pinfall loss it should be something big, not on a B show. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, in that case, I, I felt like um, they shouldn't have beaten him just yet. Dennis, how about you? I, you know, this is what when we did the SmackDown show uh, earlier this week, I I, I made the joke about uh, oh who who was the third Wyatt family member? I keep I'm forgetting about right now. Uh, Eric, Eric Rowan, uh, the second one. I'm sorry, not Rowan, but uh, Harper. Harper. Yeah, you know, I I made a joke that Harper could become the Brooklyn Brawler, and then everybody you know jumped on my case about that. But you know, guys, this is what I'm talking about. You know. Keep, they're not going to do that to Strowman, but I wouldn't be shocked in six months if all the big guys are beating Strowman and we go, remember that one time Strowman was pushed? They built him up for this moment. It was a head-scratcher, and you could have still had Strowman win and make Reigns look good. Or you know, If you put a loss on Reigns here, Reigns here and, 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 you, and you beat him pretty good, you might have been able to get some fan favor behind them if you would have just had Strowman pound them into the ground after the match and, you know, get the fans booing. This is how you get the cheap heat. They they bypassed it. If you're trying to get fans to, you know, chair Roman Reigns, you have to put Roman Reigns in a vulnerable situation, which they're not going to do. That's my complaint here. Yeah, I mean, they have been kicking Roman's ass every week, you know, for like the last month. So I'm not surprised that they went this route. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think it, it, it probably would have done, uh, it would have been more of a benefit to have him lose here, but you know what they, this is, uh, and, and to your point, Dennis, about, you know, how you could see other people beating Braun is not a big deal now. I mean, that's what happens all the time. They were building Rusev. Remember, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he was indestructible and, and then he lost to John Cena at WrestleMania and been downhill ever since. Same thing with Bray Wyatt up until just now. Uh, once he he was un, undefeated, you know, unbeatable until WrestleMania, lost to John Cena, and then just kind of floundered for you know a few years. So, um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I I could see that happening. Just the only thing is, Braun is so big, and Vince loves that that look that I don't see him falling quite as much as those guys. But it's definitely not going to be special for him to lose now. Yeah, I mean, just why here? Why now? Why to, to Roman Reigns? That's really, I mean, we knew it was... No, Roman is the chosen one. So yeah, yeah, if they're going to have him lose to anyone, it's either going to be Roman or Lesnar. I mean, that's, And we're going to have Roman maybe retire The Undertaker at WrestleMania. I mean, <sighs> like how, I mean, does Vince just not, I, I think Vince just doesn't care. I mean, we always hear that, oh, I'll tell the fans what to think. But I mean, I think this is him just going out with a flaming middle finger towards... Uh, Maybe the internet wrestling community. Oh, who should beat the Undertaker though? Hmm, I don't know. Sami Zayn. I, I, <laughs> I mean, at least no. Yeah. But, I mean, so at least Roman. Roman is like, uh, yeah, is more believable in that role as opposed to you know some of these other guys. He'll never get another chair again if he retires Undertaker. This, depending on if they want to, if they were going to push Roman Reigns as a mega heel, I would have oh, him yeah. do this. But if they're trying to get Roman Reigns to be the new John Cena, the face of the company, the good guy, you do not have him anywhere near the Undertaker at WrestleMania. I wouldn't even. I'd tell him to stay home and be in Connecticut when under you know just stay out of the state. Well, maybe they are turning him heel because that that would make sense if you are turning him heel. That would be the way to do it, right? That that's the yeah. only way you make that match happen. I mean, that would be huge if he turned heel. I think. Yeah. I mean, of the current guys, though, I mean, look, if it was Cena that retired him, even if it was Bray Wyatt that retired him, it would be like, oh, well, okay, that, there's kind of a connective yeah. tissue there. Bray Wyatt is way overrated. He's he's such a fan favorite with the IWC, but his matches are not usually that good on pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, his his promos are just, they just ramble. He's been doing the same promo. He has been doing the been... same shtick since NXT. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he watched Cape Fear one weekend in a documentary on Charles Manson and was like, I got this. And just basically has been regurgitating the same thing. Ever since. <laughs> yeah. Um, But, you know, I mean, but that's the thing. You can't have a guy like AJ Styles do it because Taker can't keep up with someone like AJ Styles. I mean, that well, would just be. It would be AJ would have to pull a Shawn Michaels and yeah. basically work around it. And yeah. he could do it. I mean, AJ versus Undertaker would be good. But 
if it's Undertaker's last match, they're not going to have AJ beat Undertaker. So it's just like having Undertaker beat AJ, I feel like doesn't do anyone any favors. Yeah. Why don't we do this? Why don't we throw the Undertaker in a triple threat match with Lesnar and Goldberg? And then we can all say, look, there's over 2,000 years of wrestling in this ring right now. Yeah. 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 I, that's, that's what Jerry Lawler wanted. Yeah. He, he said that in an interview. He wanted uh, a three-way with Taker, Lesnar, and Goldberg. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but I thought this tonight was good. I thought it was a good match, just except for that ending. Because with Roman, and Roman's had the year now where, I mean, he's had his ups and downs the past year with his wellness policy violation, um, you know, and the, he, the, the diminished standing he had for a while after that, where, yeah, I just think that him being the chosen one, so what? I mean, after WrestleMania, basically, Reigns is going to then defeat Lesnar or Goldberg or whoever has the belt and become the <sighs> universal champion. I mean, is that preordained at this point? I would think so. I would guess that's that's the way they go. But you know, things happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, Nakamura goes to Raw and super hot. You know, I don't think Vince McMahon is gonna ever favor Nakamura over Roman Reigns. No, not favor, yeah, but yeah. you can keep him. You don't want to just have Reigns with the title the whole time. So you're, you 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 got to have. A, I mean, they went with Finn Balor. So uh, you know, we'll, I I can't see them having Finn Balor beat Lesnar, but um, but yeah. Uh, Reigns, Nakamura. I mean, they're the ones that, and Braun, you know, they're the ones that make the most sense. My guess is they'd go with Braun after WrestleMania. Mm, chasing, chasing Lesnar. Yeah. Well, okay. So speaking of uh, surprises though, and not doing what's predictable tonight, Bailey retained over Charlotte and did it in the most interesting way. So Charlotte's pay-per-view streak ended on Fastlane, uh, won 16 consecutive pay-per-views until Fastlane, not WrestleMania, yeah. the one that everyone predicted would make the absolute most sense. Um, but we had an interesting match, a lot of back and forth, a little bit. I'm not sure what Bailey was doing in the corner at that spot near the end. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. There was some weird, there was just some weirdness. I don't want to say like a botch, but just some like not, nothing was really maybe working as intended. And then we had, uh, the run in from Sasha. So court, sort of a, a questionable ending to it. But I mean, uh, Dennis, what, what did you think of this matchup and then the way it played out and then Charlotte's streak ending? What's the WWE thinking? I, they blew this from day one when they put the belt on Bailey now and not at WrestleMania, and you could build up to that feel-good confetti moment and everybody's crying. They blew it. They they blew it when they kept it on her, and now Sasha comes out, and I, I kind of almost walked away going, boy, Bailey's almost a heel winning with interference after she's taken everybody to task, and whether she saw it or not the fingers in the air thing. And then you don't really turn Sasha. Like when Sasha came out interfered, I kept going, all right, here's the moment where she attacks. Here's the moment where she attacks. She's not what, what? And then, you know, they walk off and I'm left going, why, what? You, you didn't make any, you didn't protect anybody in this match. You didn't protect Sasha. You didn't protect Bailey. You didn't protect Charlotte. Yeah. the I, I don't know. Yeah. The fans were turning on Bailey by the end. You know, like it, because yeah, she's cheating. She's you know needing yes. outside help, and there's no DQ, which yeah. just boggles the mind that they don't call for, you know that they don't call for a disqualification. Um, and yeah, you end Charlotte's pay per view streak on a, a B show that you know is it something you've been pushing for a little while. So didn't make any sense. The only thing I could think of with Bailey is she was losing steam, so they felt like they needed to get the title on her sooner than later because um, she was losing steam. Uh, but. Yeah, I think uh, it would have made more sense. To, I mean, and plus, maybe they felt like they didn't have anything else. So, yeah, we'll see. WrestleMania, it's supposed to be a four-way with Nia Jax, Sasha, Charlotte, and Bailey. The the big, you know, I I would have assumed that they did it like a double disqualification or something, and then have Bailey pin Charlotte at Mania, ending that streak and and going from there. But they didn't. You know, Bailey reminds me of she would if I had to put a title of old school wrestler on her, she would be the Coco Beware of today. Where <laughs> she was flashy, the fans loved her, but she was just there to set up and help move other wrestlers on. I there's nothing to me. They did a great job of making Alexa Bliss or selling me that Alexa Bliss is a legitimate champion. They've done quite the opposite for Bailey and it's almost like, hey, look at me. I've got the tassels. I'm Coco Beware. And I've got, I just can't believe that she's a champion. I just, it's not feasible to me. All they had to do was repeat, and it seemed like they were going to do this at first, just repeat exactly what happened on NXT. 
you know, mm-hmm. like, or morph that into the Daniel Bryan storyline of going to on to become the champion. I mean, there was a very clear template out there and somehow they managed to screw it up by uh, going steps ahead and now having, I mean, I don't want to say that with the crowd reaction, the crowd turning on her. Yeah. It's like becoming the inadvertent heel, like not even realizing, you know, that she's, that she's doing it. I think there's an interesting angle to take. My prediction is tomorrow night with the Stephanie McMahon thing, Stephanie, nullifies the win and schedules a rematch tomorrow on Monday Night Raw. I think there's going to be some... Because if you think about what they tried to do with Stephanie, getting her to hand the belt back and all that, I think there will be something, some sort of administrative interference tomorrow night to try and make it seem like tonight does not go in the record books as a legit win. And the problem is, guess who has two thumbs and won't care? This guy. I'm I'm, I'm out of the storyline. I want to be back in, but I don't know what they could do. I just... Next... I could see that. So she's her pay-per-view record stays intact. Yeah. You know, by, by reversing it, I could, I could see them doing that. They got a title match announced for Ross tomorrow night. It'll be a uh, Neville against rich Swan. So um, whether they do two or have it lead to setting up the WrestleMania match, uh, you know, we'll see. It's a cruiserweight title match. <laughs> what did I say? No, 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 Neville versus Rich Swan. I'm saying that's a cruiserweight title match. I don't think the 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 Raw team is like, well, we got the cruiserweight title guys, so you know, that pretty much excludes any other title happening. Right. Yeah. But I I, I see that more leading to something with Foley, but we'll we'll see. Yeah. Maybe. Um. So yeah, if if you are unhappy about that, let me tell you about what followed. <laughs> um. At this point, we're getting to the stage of the night where it looked like, hey, this is going to be over by 8 o'clock. We're going to have, like, what, a 10-minute little match between Goldberg and KO here. And uh, they swerved us in perhaps the worst possible way. Um, Goldberg did his long entrance. KO came out. Then KO did, you know, the chicken-ass heel thing, got out of the ring. It was like, okay, maybe this is how they're going to drag it out to a respectable length for five minutes. Gets back in and shorter than Goldberg's win over Lesnar. We got a spear, a jackhammer, and a pin because Chris Jericho's music hit, and KO was so distracted and distraught by that that Goldberg was able to take him out in, I mean, I wasn't even counting, but what, about 15 seconds? Uh, Chris, uh, Chris, who did a great job with uh, covering this on Twitter tonight, he had it clocked at 21.65 seconds. Oh, man. So uh, I tweeted this. I think if Vince McMahon had just come out, grabbed the belt from Kevin Owens and handed it to Goldberg, it would have been a more satisfying and entertaining segment than what we actually saw. Um, How do you make heads or tails of this, Raj? What are your thoughts? I was pretty much expecting this. I figured that they, you know, they don't want Owens to look tougher than Lesnar. They're building this, you know, know, Superman versus Batman match at WrestleMania. And you don't want to have Goldberg squash Lesnar easily and then have a hard time with Owens. So I was expecting it. Um, uh, I, I I thought it might go longer than 21 seconds, but uh, I, I didn't think it would go two minutes. Um, and that was the the Twitter poll was if the match would go two minutes. And I think like a third of the people said over. So most people predicted under. And that's that's what you got. Hey, I'm not saying I agree with it, but that's what I expected. That that's their booking is this monster versus monster mega match and and you don't have a owens kicking the shit out of goldberg for you know for a 10 minute match and and a back and forth uh to set it up that way dennis <sighs> it's makes me sick i've said from day one i've not been a big fan it's so basically wwe what you're telling me is now any old school wrestler that wants to show his children that he wants he could be a champion can walk in and beat the top guy like that you know what? You know what I do, Vince. If Goldberg wanted to show his kid, look, I could be a champion. Tell him to get the network and watch old matches. There's no reason that a guy that's what almost 55, 50 something should walk into the WWE, no matter how dominant he was 15, 20 years ago, and just start taking out your top guys. Because in a month or so, when he's gone, if that, you're you're going to have to get the belt on him. And then you're going to have to explain to me why this guy who all of a sudden comes back so dominant is gone again at oddly enough in his fifties, the height of his career. Now I might be talking crazy here, but 
it was stupid. This whole thing is stupid. This this Goldberg thing should got, have gone no further than Lesnar part one or part two, and then you should have washed your hands of the situation. This but this is what makes wrestling fans mad is when you do BS like this. Let's be honest. I, I'm sorry, guys. I'm a wrestling fan. I love wrestling, and now you're now you're trying to bring back some of these old guys and making them champions. It, it's stupid to me. It's it might be stupid to you, but he the raw ratings were sinking like under three million. And once Goldberg came back, they moved back up. Um, now, I do agree that WWE is in this pattern of where they only see these older guys as the stars and they, they're not giving the younger talent wins over these established veterans, uh, except for uh, Roman Reigns. Um, and it's a problem. And that's the problem every year you see around WrestleMania is that the perceived stars are the guys that are part-timers or, you know, aren't working, you know, uh, many shows. And so the guys that are uh, take a back seat. And then after WrestleMania, they're just not seen as that big, you know, that big of a star because of how they were treated heading into it. So let me ask you guys, let me ask you guys this real legitimate question. Could we see Kevin Owens one day doing a CM Punk? Just go, you know what, I, I'm putting my body on the line, I'm here every day, and now you want me the job to, like, Batista or Goldberg? Screw you guys, I'm out. Does this, does this hurt their rep? Uh, he's got kids, which is why I think he's less inclined to do it. CM Punk uh, has a odd self-destructive streak where he can legitimately not care because he doesn't have to, you know? And I'm assuming he was, and CM Punk made pre-network pay-per-view money. I don't think Kevin Owens is making out quite as well. That's just my punch on it it's uh you're you're someone making a point about casual fans disappearing more every year which is true you're getting more and more uh to where the um the the hardcore fans are becoming the larger percentage of your fan base and they're gonna keep watching regardless of what they do you know they and you know what's funny um uh, and and again, I, th- I'm not saying I agree with this, but this is what they do, and they don't. The, the the hardcores keep watching, and and what's funny is there is so much more activity right now going on on Twitter and even our site uh, after this pay per view than there was with uh, Elimination Chamber, which was a good show. And you you see this a lot where the bad shows get a lot more activity, a lot more comments, a lot more tweets uh, than the good shows do. So. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's where they're going. Kevin Owens, it's Kevin Owens and Jericho at Mania for the U.S. title, and uh, yeah, it's too bad. <laughs> well, and Owens and Jericho, I, I absolutely think that's going to be fantastic. I mean, here's my thing about this tonight: is look, I assumed Goldberg was going to win. It makes sense with what you know we've heard they want to do with Goldberg versus Lesnar at Mania. But I thought tonight we were going to see okay. Lester's had these nothing matches or not Lester, pardon me. Goldberg's had these nothing matches against Lesnar. I thought we were at least going to see, okay, Goldberg can earn it. Goldberg can do a competent match. It's a couple minutes to whet our appetites for the idea that at mania, we're going to see a real match between Goldberg and Lesnar. Tonight was going to be the warm up for that. You know, I think everyone online was saying a five to 10 minute match would have been satisfactory. They would have done a little bit of storytelling with it. Maybe Jericho interfered. So Owen still looked protected um with his credibility i mean i assumed that was going to happen i then i thought that was a would be a satisfactory ending for where they wanted to to take things so but to go with this i just thought was just like really insulting i just i assumed it would i I didn't think it was going to go longer in the lesnar match because you don't want owens looking tougher than lesnar in their in their eyes yeah um it is what it is um you know that's I, I mean, we've been saying for months that Goldberg was going to be winning here. If he did uh, in a nothing match, at least they gave Owens th- that he was distracted by Jericho as, as opposed to a hundred percent clean. Uh, but he, I, I hate distraction finishes by music too. So yeah, uh, I mean, that's kind of a weird conveyance. That's like the idea Raj, you could hear a loud sound outside turn around and at that point you're just completely vulnerable right. for like the next two minutes. Someone could get a like a car alarm could have gone off in the parking lot. And oh yeah, Seth Rollins he lost his yeah. Royal Rumble title shot because of music. Yeah, it's just so silly. <laughs> Not title shot, but his shot in the yeah, Royal Rumble. So but. silly, so silly that they do this. Um, if Jericho had interfered, interfered, that would have been great. 
and that would have set the storyline more in motion. I just, uh, and coming off of everything else we saw tonight, to have this as like the cherry on top of a crap Sunday was not what the fans were wanting at that point. Yeah, I think it was a chance to well, redeem the night. Rather, than You say that, though, the arena itself was all for Goldberg. Yeah. Is that legit or is that the old WCW trick where they're pumping in the Goldberg chance through the loudspeakers? Uh, I'm not sh- That's legit. Ugh, yeah. That makes me sad for the people there. Like, deep down inside, I want to just go to each and every one of the fans in Milwaukee and hug them go, you deserve better than this. It was a like, weird crowd tonight in that way. So they, they like the cruiserweights. They loved Sami Zayn and were singing along to the entrance music and doing the Olays. Um, they loved Enzo and Cass. They were doing the cheapest xenophobic heel heat on gender and the stupid USA chants. I mean, it was a very <laughs> audience participation crowd tonight, it seemed like. And Brock Lesnar guy was there, which yeah. is so distracting to me every time I see him there. It's like, oh, hey, Brock Lesnar guy is there once again. It's like the one Hulk Hogan guy that used to show up everywhere. Yeah. Oh. All right. All right. So put a grade on it. What do you guys think? God, you know what? Since this is being, you know, recorded minutes after the pay-per-view and I haven't truly had a chance to digest it, I'll give it a B. And here's why, guys. And I'm probably grading it higher. Ultimately, you know, my complaints are my complaints, and the crowd loved it. This was and this was way better than anything Raw has put out in weeks, and this could be a good launching point to maybe Raw ratings down the line. The whole pay per view was not crap. I, I'd even say over half the pay per view was good, and the bad was not terrible. It was just, yeah, really, you guys went that direction. So I'd give it a solid B. Yeah, I would say I'm more more towards a C minus. Um, in that I thought there were some good moments, but just some bad booking, some bad payoffs. And uh, to your point, Dennis, what was it? Raw two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, we had the amazing Raw with the Festival of Friendship and that breakup. Mm-hmm. I look at it as that launched off. That episode was great, and it launched off the stories to where we are tonight. And I feel like it's like a comic book series where the first issue I thought was a plus, and then I got to the twelfth issue, and it was like. Oh, really? This is how it ends, you know? So that's my frustration with it. And I'm very worried about where we're going towards WrestleMania right now. So I'm going to, I'm going to say C minus. I'll probably give a C, C plus. Um, Like I said, I, I, most of this is stuff that I expected. So uh, nothing, not much surprised me except for uh, Roman pinning Braun clean. I thought was a little surprising. And and that's, that's crazy. And I'm not even like a huge Braun fan. And this isn't about like Roman hate. It's just about like, Okay, if you're going to commit to Braun Strowman being this monster and you've committed to that for the last eight months, I mean, just why? Why now? Why sell this out now on Fastlane? Obviously, we know it was a rumor now, but how how into it or how much did you believe that The Undertaker was going to interfere in that match? I mean, I've said it. I said it weeks ago. It just doesn't seem – it just didn't make sense to me because – they don't have that personal issue yet to where it seemed like he would need to interfere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, it doesn't seem heated enough between them for that. He would need to show up and cost Roman a match, but you know, it's, you know, it was weird. And it's something I posted before the pay-per-view went off the air. Uh, the, the DVD cover um, on Amazon in the UK for fast lane um, has Brock Lesnar and undertaker on it with <laughs> Goldberg. So, mm. So after after that, I thought it. Uh, after seeing that, I was like, "Oh, maybe they are going to have the Undertaker appear tonight." But he is going to be on Raw tomorrow. Okay, well that's something. And so that's the thing. Raw tomorrow night could steer the pa- steer the course for this, put us on a better path. I'm curious to see how they respond to this tomorrow night because I mean they they monitor social media, they see the reactions. I'm curious how they spin the story going forward. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we'll see um cool guys so we'll be back here tomorrow night to, uh mr matt morgan will be oh, wait wait we've got to talk about the hardys oh yeah, yeah yeah the hardys are not going to wwe at least not anytime soon is what it looks like that's what uh dave Meltzer was reporting on wrestling observer radio that uh their deal with ring of honor is not just a, a for a few weeks until wrestlemania uh but they're there for a while so good um 
so yeah, that's uh, the Hardys back in ROH. They won the ROH World Tag Team Titles. Um, obviously, they're getting you know paid a lot. Um, I always yeah. wonder with ROH just because they don't have the you know they're on syndication. It's kind of hard to find. They don't have that national c- cable TV deal. Um, so you know if if the Hardys make a difference on their pay per views and, and attendance, then uh, then it'll be worth it. But you don't have the the kind of television that TNA did to where you could do a lot of these wacky angles and things like that. Plus that doesn't really fit in with ROH. So yeah, but that's the best thing that can happen to them. Cause I, I, you know, when I was on the show, was it earlier this week? I said, if they go to the WWE, it's not going to be the same. It, you know, even if they went back to their old, you know, neon Hardys extreme, they're not the same guys and you can't do the same angle that they that they generated the same personalities and pull it off in the WWE. The production's different. They'd overdo it. This is the best thing to do to protect who they are and what they built is by just kind of staying in the, the, the smaller, you know, companies right now and just, just build off of it because you, you jump too soon up to WWE. It will undo everything you've done the last couple of years. Well, I think, you know, obviously the schedule and everything is a big deal for them. Um, and if WWE really wanted them, I, I would have just done a thing where they come in for like a few months through SummerSlam, uh, work on the main roster, do something with the New Day or something, you know, whoever, and then send them to NXT. Um, mm. And you know, because NXT needs something, they've they've been kind of uh, they've been kind of on the decline, and. Uh, I think it would it would it would pop that generate interest in NXT. The uh, the Hardys get the schedule that they wanted. You could still use Jeff here and there for you know for world title feuds and things like that. So I think it would uh, it would have worked out well in that sense. But but yeah, I think honestly for the Hardys, I thought Impact would have been the best deal for them because they they created these characters there. Uh, but now with the whole regime change, so much has changed. These, tapings are completely different if you've read the spoilers are come you know so different than the, the last set so um so yeah it, it it'll be interesting to see if they end up in wwe eventually or yeah or they're just you know just satisfied without having to work that schedule i mean you heard rebby hardy uh she was on busted open and she was just talking about how tna was just so perfect that situation so they love that schedule and and being able to make their creative decisions and and having creative control. So it, it definitely means a lot. And they wouldn't have that for uh, in the WWE. Cool. So we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, they're in a ring of, ring of honor. It looks yeah, like and yeah, time. Bubba Ray Dudley also signed with ROH. Wow. So yeah, he he appeared last night at their show in Manhattan, and yeah, so they got the Bubba Ray and and the Hardys. I didn't cool. sign with them, just so you guys. Dennis wondered. is not signed with our. No, not yet. <laughs> no. Cool, man. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so we'll be back here tomorrow night to talk about Monday Night Raw. The fallout from Fastlane on the road to WrestleMania Wednesday. Uh, we'll be here to talk about SmackDown Live, the fallout from uh, Randy Orton burning down the Wyatt compound. Well, he's facing AJ Styles, and the winner of that gets the, the title shot against Bray Wyatt amazing that is happening on smackdown that is a pay-per-view level match i'm shocked they're doing that on smackdown this week since it has not happened before but i'm looking forward to it i was thinking about today i'm like oh three days of wrestling coming up what i'm looking forward to the most smackdown live well this this week is the week where they start turning things up like the with all the wrestlemania stuff so undertaker's back orton i mean uh yeah orton versus styles which I, i believe that's their first time ever yeah. So that'll be, yeah, that'll be, that'll be fun to watch. Cool, man. We'll be back here 24 hours live talking about Monday Night Raw with Mr. Matt Morgan. Find out how that, uh, that uh, Impact Wrestling stuff's working out for him. And I get to ask him the question that popped into my head tonight watching uh, uh, Roman and Braun locking up there, which is how much does it suck to have another dude's sweat just dripping on you? That's what I want Matt to really give me some insight into. It's one thing, you know, sweating is not a pleasant thing, but with someone else's sweat, that's got to be worse, right? Wow. You, yeah. you, and I felt bad talking about uh, Big Show's curves. You beat me. Yeah. I'm just saying that looked uncomfortable on multiple <laughs> levels. It's just because they're hairy dudes, man. Like, you know, my beard gets too long. Enough. It's not, 
Yeah, that's true. That's there's true. A, there's a lot of positions that wrestlers get into that I would <laughs> I wouldn't want to uh, go in, but uh, hey, it's part of the job. Yeah, um, we'll get to the bottom. We'll ask Matt about fanny packs. And then Wednesday, it's Glenn and I with Wade Keller of the, of the Pro Wrestling Torch. So he'll be joining us on Wednesday. Awesome, man. So uh, in the meantime, rate and review the show. Look in the show notes. Follow me on Twitter if you want more interesting insights into the world of fanny packs, podcasts, and professional wrestling. Follow our guest Dennis here. Follow Raj. All of our links are in the show notes on Wrestling Inc. And until next time, folks, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and we will see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.